are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Mailbag Monday, September 28th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 217th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all enjoyed your weekend. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. To start things off today, let's talk a little bit about the 2020 NHL Draft, which is now just eight days away with that first round kicking off on Tuesday, October 6th. And of course, the Chicago Blackhawks will be picking 17th overall in uh, on that Tuesday. And in the last week, week and a half or so, I began taking a look at some prospects that could be a potential fit for the Hawks, guys like Seth Jarvis, Dylan Holloway, Connor Zary, Noel Gunler, just to name a couple. Well, today I got another one for you. Today I am going to be breaking down 18-year-old Canadian forward Maverick Bork, who once again has been projected by most draft scouts to be a mid to first late round uh mid to late first round pick that kind of seems to be the report on a lot of these guys just because 10 to 30 in the first round is so open this year in the draft there's a lot of guys who could go anywhere between that 10 to 27 range which certainly makes things interesting with all the different prospects that could possibly fall in the Blackhawks' lap at number 17. It's a lot different than last year for sure because I remember going into that draft, I had a pretty good feeling it was either going to be Alex Turcotte, Kirby Doc, or Dylan Cousins with the third overall pick. But this year, it literally could be... 10 different guys because of all the selections before the Hawks. So many guys could go in so many different spots. And that just makes things a little more interesting um, being in the middle of the round rather than super early this year because I think it's definitely fun and exciting to take a look at so many prospects. And it should only make the end of the first round a little more exciting than normal because... Well, at least in my opinion and for all you listeners, because then you know more about these guys who are going to go a little bit later in the first round, and you can get a better sense if they will turn out to be a solid pick for that team or not. But anyways, back to Bork. He has been an offensive dynamo for the Shawinigan Cataractes. <laughs> I botched that. Shawinigan Cataractes of the QMJHL the past couple of seasons. Um, and he, he's actually been their best goal scorer there since he joined the team as a 16-year-old in 2018-19, two years ago. He posted 25 goals and 29 assists for 54 points in 64 games as a 16, 17-year-old. And that's where all the draft hype, all the draft hype began. And after that impressive first season in the QMJHL, Bork followed that up with 
29 goals and 42 assists for 71 points in an injury-shortened 49-game season this year. And he actually averaged 1.45 points per game. That ranked ninth in the QMJHL, and it was actually second among first-time draft-eligible players, only behind Alexi Lafreniere. Ever heard of him? He's only locked in to go first overall in the draft this season. No big deal. So for Bork to be right up there with Lafreniere offensively in the QMJHL this season, that should tell you how dangerous he was with the puck on his stick. And that's definitely the most impressive part of his game. Bork is an exceptional playmaker. He's very creative and deceptive in transition and in the offensive zone. And that really helps him with his 5'10", 175-pound frame. He's not the biggest guy, but he has a really good hockey mind and he can make things happen by sort of thinking the game a step ahead of the defenders. Bork also has a really quick release with his shot that fools goaltenders quite often because of his soft hands. He has a really accurate shot. And this season, he showed that 29 goals in just 49 games. Uh, so ultimately, there aren't any real concerns about Bork's offensive game translating to the next level. He has the offensive skill set to become a top six forward in the NHL. But the problems begin to occur when the puck isn't on his stick as he is not the fastest player. He likely won't win a lot of foot races down the road because his acceleration isn't the best. And Bork also has some inconsistency uh, problems on the on his back check and in the defensive zone. I, I've read things from a, a few scouts saying how Bork, one shift, he'll give a really strong effort on the back check, but then the next he'll go and give up on the play for a change. He's just not very consistent with that part of his game yet, so definitely something that a lot of scouts wanted to make sure to point out. Bork also isn't the most physical player, as I said. He's only 5'10", about 175, 180, uh, but he, he will go to the dirty areas. He is an effort guy, but that's still not the type of game he wants to play. That's not his bread and butter, and you shouldn't expect it to to be in the NHL either. So there are definitely a few concerns about Bork's overall game, especially on the defensive side of things. Uh, he's also played, or he's split time between center and wing so far in his career, but he was a sub-50% face-off guy in the QMJHL last year, and that's not what you want to hear from a projected first-round pick. So there definitely are some concerns about uh, his defensive play and also his ability to play center. I think he'll probably be a wing in the NHL. So yeah, as I said, there's some concerns on the defensive side of things, but he, he has as much offensive upside as any guy that I've covered so far. 71 points in 49 games this year. He was dominant on the power play, and he had, I think it, they said he had 45 points in 49 games at even strength. So Really good offensive player. He's been a point-producing machine in his two years with uh, Shawinigan. And he's also been tremendous, as I said, he's been tremendous on the power play in the QMJHL. I wanted to be sure to add this in his description because he's been um, talked about and described as a potential game-changing player on the man advantage because of his really good offensive skill set. And that is definitely something that could suit the Blackhawks and attract them right now because... The power play is one of the biggest flaws in their team game. So he definitely could sure up the Blackhawks in that area of the ice going forward. But the only problem I have with Bork is is his size. And I, I hate to be that guy. I hate to knock a guy for his size because I know that does not tell the full story. It never does. But there's no denying that the Blackhawks don't need another five foot ten 
winger in their top six right now. That's just not the top. That's not not the type of player they need. They have Alex DeBrinket, who's already a good goal scorer at that size. Dylan Strom's not a very physical player. Patrick Haynes, that's not his bread and butter either. So that that's the one problem I have with Maverick Bork. We already have a smaller scoring, a goal scoring winger. That's basically Maverick Bork's game. So for that reason, I personally may shy away from Maverick Bork if I'm the Blackhawks with that 17th overall pick. But he certainly does have the offensive upside to attract them. So we'll see what happens. Maybe Maverick Bork is the best player left on the draft board for the Blackhawks, and maybe they will take him with the 17th overall pick. We'll have to wait just eight days to find out. All right, I think that is going to take care of Maverick Bork's 2020 NHL draft profile. A dangerous sniper out of the QMJHL who could be available for the Blackhawks at number 17. Coming up in just a minute is our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a couple of questions right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, German chocolate cake, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, much like the other 12 flavors, are all covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get $10 off of your first order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for $10 off your first Built Bar order. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. So we just finished talking about 2020 NHL draft prospect Maverick Bork, who could be an option for the Blackhawks with the 17th overall pick in the draft. Now it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I want to answer comes from at Gents71 on Twitter, who asked, what role might Pia Suter play for the Blackhawks next year? Well, 
the Blackhawks signed the 24-year-old suitor to the exact same deal they gave Dominic Kubalik last offseason. And while I'm not going to come out and say I expect Suter to score 30 goals for the Blackhawks this year, I do think we can expect him to be a middle six impact player, likely on the wing, along with some pass-first players, much like Kubelik was, at least at the start of last season. And looking at Suter's statistics from the last couple of years, it definitely looks like he has the offense to fill in that role for the Blackhawks, because... Last year, he led the NLA in scoring with 30 goals and 23 assists for 53 points in 50 games, which over there, those are really impressive numbers. That's a really strong season, similar to what Kubalik put up when he was named NLA MVP in 2018-19. And those numbers resulted in the same award being nominated to Suter this time around. So now the Blackhawks will have both the 2018-19 and 2019-20 NLA regular season MVPs on their roster next season, and that shouldn't come as much of a surprise. The Hawks love adding talent from overseas. They do a good job of scouting in Europe, and they're right now hopeful that Suter can be another great addition to the team, much like Kubelik was last season. So for me, overall, I expect Suter to be a rotational second to third liner with some strong goal scoring upside because looking at his career numbers, He's been a really good goal scorer everywhere he's been. He's always kind of been more of a goal scorer than a playmaker like Kubalik. There's so many reasons why we compare these two players. Um, so I, I do expect Pia Suter to be playing in a similar role that Kubalik was, at least to get his feet wet in the NHL. Um, the second or third line with some pass-first players, as I said earlier, like Patrick Kane, Kirby Dock, and maybe even Dylan Strom on the third line. All right, the second question I want to answer comes from at Seth Money Jarvis. I think we all know who this guy wants the Blackhawks to draft at number 17. But Seth at, at Seth Money Jarvis asked, should the Blackhawks trade up in the draft? And while I know this is a simplish question, I wanted to answer it because I think the Blackhawks really should consider trading up in the draft if they feel a couple of things. One, if they feel like Yaroslav Askarov is going to be a legit number one goaltender in this league someday, then I would go and get him if I were the Blackhawks because the goaltending market is not too deep these next couple of years. And with the salary cap remaining so low the next few offseasons, I don't see how the Blackhawks are going to acquire a number one goaltender without giving up any assets via a trade. Free agency just does not sound like an option for them. Uh, and two, if the Blackhawks are sure that they could trade up and lock in for Askarov, I don't, I don't know if any of the top, uh, any of the teams in the top ten are going to want to drop out of their spots at the moment. The top ten is definitely the most surefire part of this draft, and all of those teams in the top ten need help right now. So, if the Blackhawks are able to trade up high enough to get Askroff, even is a question they have to be thinking and, and pondering to themselves as well at the moment. But but if the scouts in the front office around the Hawks feel that Askarov can be the answer to the future number one goaltending issue in, in a couple of years, then hell, I, I think it would be worth giving up... A, a, a later round pick or a middle level prospect to move up uh, just a couple of spots, whatever it may take to acquire him. But if they're trading up, it has to be for Askarov. I don't think the Blackhawks should trade up for anyone else. As I said, I don't see 
any of the top 10 picks. I don't see any of those teams wanting to jump out of their spot at the moment. And after those selections, it's really a toss-up throughout the rest of the first round anyway. And I definitely feel like the Hawks could get a really solid player at number 17 still. So for me, the only way the Blackhawks should trade up in the draft is if they're doing so to select 18-year-old standout Russian goaltender Yaroslav Askarov. All right, I think that will take care of our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment at Gen71 and at Seth Money Jarvis. Thank you both for taking the time to reach out on Twitter and ask your questions. I look forward to answering more of them for you guys in the future. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to unveil number seven on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list with 23-year-old defenseman Lucas Carlson locking in at number 8 on Friday's episode. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with the upcoming NHL draft and free agency period. Okay, we just wrapped up our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the podcast. Now I think it's time to reveal the next player on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. So coming in at number 7 is 19-year-old left-handed defenseman Alex Vlasic. So Vlasic, he was selected 43rd overall by the Blackhawks in last year's NHL draft, a second round pick. And he spent this past season playing collegiate hockey up at Boston University, the prestigious Boston University, I should say, where he tallied no goals and just four assists in 34 games as a true freshman. But offense, that has never been Vlasic's game, so don't look at those numbers too much. The 6'6", 200-pound defenseman has always been known for his abilities in the defensive zone, much like his his cousin, Mark Edward Vlasic, who some of you may be familiar with. He was one of the premier shutdown defensemen in the NHL for a long time on the San Jose Sharks. So Alex, he's got some good blood in his veins, and he also shares some similarities to his cousin, Mark Edward. Alex like Mark Edward, is incredibly lengthy and uses his size to disrupt opponents both while they're off uh, entering the offensive zone and in transition with his active stick. And he also is a really good skater for his size. So a lot of similarities there to Mark Edward. And that's why I'm so excited about Alex. That's why I have him at number seven on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Because I really think the upside is there. You can never have too many defensive-minded defensemen on your team, and that's why I think Vlasic will always be given a look in the defensive group uh, the Blackhawks have right now with a lot of offensive guys in it. Adam Boquist, Nicholas Bodan, Ian Mitchell, Wyatt Kalanuck. There are a lot of offensive defensemen, uh, a lot of them in the system right now, but there aren't a lot of guys like Alex Vlasic. Dennis Gilbert's the only type of guy that's kind of plays a similar game to Alex. I mean... 
Six foot six as an 18 year old, that is something. And let me tell you, Blackhawks fans, to go on a side note real quick, I was ecstatic when the Blackhawks drafted Vlasic at number 43. It's not a joke when I say I went shouting around my house and my mom genuinely had to ask if I was okay because that's how excited I was. I really believe that this kid plays the style of hockey we need on our defense right now. Um, and I think honestly that Vlasic has the upside to be a top pairing guy. If he can one, add some weight, he's only 200 pounds for six foot six. He needs to throw on some LBs and two, he just needs to continue to hone his craft in the defensive zone. I would say that, um, if he does those two things, he has number two defenseman upside. I I do have to admit he, he more so projects as a second pairing defenseman, but I think his upside is a little higher than Lucas Carlson's, and that's why I gave Vlasic the edge by one spot in my rankings. I also feel like it's way harder to teach a defenseman to be defensive in the NHL than it is to teach them to be offensive, if <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, for example, I think it's way easier for Alex Vlasic to grow his game offensively than it will be for Adam Boquist to grow his game defensively. And that that's kind of the logic I had with Vlasic on this list. I really think he's going to be a solid shutdown defenseman for the Hawks someday. He probably has at least two more years at Boston, but if he can get better on the offensive side of things, then there is first pairing upside there with Vlasic. But of course, he has a long ways to go before getting to the NHL and becoming that type of player. So for the moment, let's just hope that number seven on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list, Alex Vlasic, let's hope that he just continues to get better, stronger, and more knowledgeable about the game before making the jump to professional hockey in the next couple of years because I believe he can be a really key focal point to that Blackhawks defense down the road somewhere because of the way he plays the game and because of his size. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Mailbag Monday, September 28th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news from around the league before the 2020 NHL draft and free agency hit period begins next week. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.